The Spinning Hill Kick Podcast, it's an inspiration. Listen to the journey of the next generation. All it takes is a little dedication. Fight to the end and they'll make it. Progressing next in line and you know now. AJ out from NorCal, so turn the volume up. About to listen to the showdown. Could be WWE, Impact, or NXT, or a random indie. It'll start from the beginning. The next subject, we're discussing the hustle. Follow the lead, not an easy thing. Be everything that you need to be. See the things, you'll succeed, you'll see the spinning. Spinning Heel Kick Podcast, but it will lead the dreams. It's the Spinning Heel Kick Podcast with your host, Prince AJ Kamar, back at it again with an inspiring and motivating tale of professional wrestlers out there chasing their dreams. It's been a minute, it's been a few months, but your boy is back, back on the podcast, back to bring you another fire track, an amazing interview with an amazing guest who has an amazing story to share. Um, I've been gone for a few months, focusing on being a host and ring announcer for East Bay Pro Wrestling, which you, you can catch me at often every other week in Concord, California at the Pacheco Square Garden. Uh, an amazing promotion with amazing talent out there. Um, people are sleeping on Northern California. And uh, I want to take the place of making sure that Northern California gets the credit that they deserve because there's a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot great talent in Northern California. Uh, keep your eyes open. You're going to see a lot of faces from Northern California working at shows all over the states, all over different countries. Keep your eyes open for that, and I'll be sure to make sure to share everything, share everything that Northern California is about in this pro wrestling world. This week, I have a very special guest, um, and after a few months of not doing the podcast, I wanted to make sure that my guest of this week's podcast was the first one I returned back to because there was a moment where I almost almost gave up on the podcast, almost said goodbye to the podcast. Um, I think I just had too much going on. I had different, you know, different areas of the business that I wanted to focus on. I wanted to try different things. And when it got to the point of like, okay, maybe... Maybe it's time to say goodbye to Spinning Heel Kick Podcast. After four years of doing the podcast, this particular guest reached out to me um, and was like, no, you can't. You can't say bye to the podcast. This podcast has been special. This podcast is different from any other pro wrestling podcast. The, the fact that I focus on interviewing guests and talking about you know things that are not easy to talk about um, and sharing stories of the struggles and sacrifices that individuals go through to reach their dreams um it's something different and it's it's on the podcast is honestly the thing that started everything for me if it wasn't for the podcast i wouldn't be able to uh say that i'm a host and ring announcer for east bay pro wrestling and west coast wrestling federation which i'm 25 percent owner of um i i wouldn't be able to say that i'm connected to all these amazing professional wrestlers throughout the world um, and being able to have them on my podcast and feel comfortable and having conversations with me that aren't usually comfortable to have. So after having that conversation, I decided, you know what, that that gave me that motivation to, to come back, come back and bring in new content, bring up some new interviews um, get in contact with a lot of wrestlers out there who haven't had the chance to be on the podcast yet or haven't had the chance to share their stories. Um, I'm back at it full time. I'm back at it. I'm ready to bring back the podcast uh, on, on a more consistent basis. 
So look out for a lot, a lot of new content. And if you have any recommendations, if you've seen a professional wrestler that you haven't heard from before, hit me up. Send me a DM at Prince underscore AJ Kamar. Let me know who they are because I'm open to hearing about all these new amazing professional wrestlers that are out there, not just in the big leagues, but at the independent circle, everywhere, worldwide. And that brings me to my guest of this week, an amazing professional wrestler, an amazing personality, huge personality, but just overall a good person. Aaliyah Morales is on the podcast this week. She's been making noise since debuting not too long ago, um, but she's just one of those one of those persons that you can see has it all figured out. Obviously, you got you know there's always polishing that needs to happen, but she has that X factor. She has that X factor of having the personality and having a big heart that can take her a long ways. And she's already showing it. She's a huge fan favorite. She's being booked all over the States. And it's amazing to see how quickly she's growing. So I was very lucky to have her on the podcast this week and be able to share some very, very um, hard things. Uh, this is probably one of the interviews that we talked about, something that was very hard to talk about. Um, so this this is like a trigger warning um, for sure, um, but she she kept it real. She kept it 100, and she was open and honest about the things that she's been through, um, and it's one of those things, and the huge theme of this interview was everything happens for a reason, uh, which I definitely believe in, and I think um, a lot of people have that same belief that things happen for a reason, but the outcomes will always turn around and be positive and be something that is going towards your goals and your dreams and things that you want to accomplish in life. So enough of me talking. I know you guys have been waiting for a long time to get this new interview. Um, so I'm just going to drop it. So here we go. Episode 159. Uh, I'm losing count, but 159 episodes in. My girl, Aaliyah Morales. Enjoy. And we are on with the Spinning Heel Kick podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. She is out there killing the game in Massachusetts. She is, um, hopefully I'm going to get this right, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, whatever that means, <laughs> by any means necessary. It's my girl, Aaliyah Morales. How you doing, Aaliyah? I'm doing good, good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing. I can't complain. Life is beautiful. Um, I just, I just, I swear to God, I can never say that whole thing ever. Like, I've never been able to say it in my life. <laughs> That's so funny. You know what's so crazy? Um, Bobby Fulton messaged me on Facebook, and he sent me he 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 copied. I guess he copied and pasted. He's like, "Oh, super califragilisticexpialidocious." califragilistic He's like, "I have never seen that word spelled out before." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's how you spell it." So a little tongue twister, but you know, it it, it goes with me. I love it. <laughs> so okay, let's let's dive into that. How did how do you relate to that term? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> um, it's just like, all right. All right. So let me, it's, let me, I'm trying to bring it all together. So how I can relate to that term is just like, because I am just, I'm just the character. Like there's, you never know like what hat I'm going to pull each day. Like I swear to God, like 
some days I'm a firecracker. Some days, like you just you you just never know what the hell you're gonna get with me. Um, I'm sorry. I I, I like hell and shit is like one of my like my main you're words. Good. But I'm just I'm being real with you. So like I'm like if this is okay. Is it? I hope this is you're okay. Perfect, you're perfectly fine. <laughs> um. So yeah. So basically, like you just never know what you're gonna get with me. Um. And that's pretty much where that came from. So I was kind of looking like. I was stuck. I was just like, well, what should I call myself? Like, everyone has something for themselves. And then I'm just like, okay, well, you know, like, and, you know, obviously the actual definition of it is extraordinarily wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm very bubbly. Every, you know, for the most part, a lot from what I know of to my face, a lot of people love me. <laughs> um, but, you know, with me being, you know, so bubbly, like, you never know what you're going to get from me. And I'm like, everyone has something, you know? Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with that. People love it. So I guess I'm stuck with it. No, I love it. I, and I agree. It definitely fits you because we've been talking for like two minutes and I'm like, this is the most bubbly person I've ever had on a podcast before. <laughs> and I've had 160 <laughs> guests. So I'm like, yo, she's special. You know, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be real. Like right now it's about 1145 PM where you're at. You just, yeah. you just got home from training. You know, what's that? Tell us what's going on with you today, because obviously you're you're not kicking back at home just watching TV or anything. Um, no. So right now it's so funny because I am actually going through my gear bag because I have a show um on Saturday, and I just realized that um some of the stitching on my gear is like a little loose. So right now I'm just checking all of my gear to make sure all of it's in tune. And, um, I just have, uh, I just realized I got to take one of my sets to the seamstress and hoping and praying that it's done by Friday. Cause if not, we're going to have a huge problem Saturday. <laughs> when it, when it comes to the daily grind, like it's not, you know, being a professional wrestler doesn't just mean you're, you're just wrestling on the weekends. It is a full-time job in the aspect of <sighs> like your training. Like today you trained, you know, what, what goes into your day to make sure that you're good when it comes to Friday and Saturday when it's showtime? Oh my gosh, honestly, so it's always a shit show. I'm not even gonna act like if it's like if my life is perfect because it's really not. It's always a shit show. Um, especially and I don't mean that like in a bad way. It's just like there's always so much going on that it's and then especially like because my boyfriend also wrestles. So, you know, with us trying to balance like our day jobs, because I'm I'm a paraprofessional at I'm at an elementary school. So I work with kids. So, and then, you know, and he's an HVAC, so he works maybe about 40 to 60 hours a week. And then we both train and then, you know, trying to maintain our relationship. So it's like, it's really difficult, like, to just bring everything all together. So there's sometimes or some weeks, like, if we both have, like, shows, sometimes, like, our weeks are so hectic that the only time, like, we'll actually talk or see each other is at the gym. And um, sometimes, like, we won't even talk on weekends because it's just, it's so busy, but that's okay though. Like it comes with the grind and it comes with choosing this profession, you know? Very true. And I give, it is hard to be in the same profession, especially when it's the world of professional wrestling where it, it consumes you. It consumes you mm -hmm. entirely. So to be able to have a relationship with another person who's in that same profession can be tough. 
when you guys do spend time together, are you talking wrestling or are you kind of avoiding the topic of wrestling? Oh my God, it's so funny. It's so funny because we always say we're just, you know, like it's, just a, it's like we're just going to spend time together. And then next thing you know, we're talking about like our schedules, like what we want to do, like, all, you know, like trying to like get like our gym times together. It's so funny because like no matter what we do, we always end up talking wrestling. And that's what it is, man. Like, as much as you love it, like, there's no way of avoiding that conversation. Like, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> and, and that's for just, it's not even like, a, you know, two people in a, in a relationship that are wrestlers. It's just in general. Like, when you love it so much, you just want to talk about it to anybody that's willing to listen. Yeah, 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 no. And it's just like, and he's the only person that I could talk to it about because my family doesn't care. Like, <laughs> I, what, my my girlfriends, they don't give a shit. They yeah. just, I try to talk to them about wrestling and they're just like, but isn't it fake? You know, of course, like, they're the same, you know, same crap all the time. Like, you guys are just playing in underwear. It's like, no, shut up. Like, it's not that. <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, but it is, but more- you don't understand. It's an art form. <laughs> Exactly. It's like technically, yeah, but it's like we don't talk about that though because we don't see it that way, and the fans don't see it that way. But you're a jerk, and you're making it that way. <laughs> so it's just like he's the I I pretty truly like even for the both of us because he doesn't have any friends that are wrestlers either. Um, like all his friends are normal, so all we really have is each other to talk to. <laughs> you know, when it when it comes to the world of professional wrestling, it's something that's really indescribable when you love it so much. And like like you said, like regular people are never going to understand why we love it so much. But, you know, falling in love in professional wrestling is not, it's usually by accident. You know, when it comes to you, when was the first time that you were exposed to the world of professional wrestling? Okay, okay. So, um, it's kind of, so like, my mom, um, she was a single mom. So, growing up, I never really spent time with my mom because she literally had three jobs. So, she would, she would always make sure that she'd be home to pick me up from school, though. That's one thing that I'll always say. Like, no matter how busy she was, she was always there for 3.30 to pick me up. Um... So pretty much, she taught me how to cook from a young age. Um, she taught me just how to take care of myself, like while she was tired or she just wasn't readily available. Um, so you know, when you're so young, you don't know what's going on. You think you know that's normal. Um, so I would just always feel like really sad. Like I was, I'm the youngest from both sides. <laughs> I have seven siblings, FYI. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I'm the youngest from both sides. So of course you can only imagine how lonely I was. Yeah. Um, and I would um just you know I just I started watching wrestling, and wrestling just it took me in, and it not only did it take me in, but it honestly saved my life. And um you know I I actually I recently just found a letter I wrote to myself when I was 14 about wrestling, and it just it made me ball out in tears because um. It's going to be a little sensitive, and it is a trigger story. Um, so I'll tell you. You know, you can edit it out if you want to or not. But it's a little trigger story. Okay. Um, when I was ten years old in Florida, well, not Florida. Well, we went to Florida, and then we went to Puerto Rico. It was an overlaying flight. Okay. <laughs> um, but so because my mom was always so stressed out, I don't think she realized that she was being like emotionally abusive to me. So. I, you know, I obviously, I became depressed. And one day out of nowhere, like, she just, I was just, you know, I was just being a kid. I was 10 years old. I was having fun. I went outside. It was raining. 
And um, I was just playing in the rain. And then she just, like, she beat my ass. Like, I don't know why. I was just playing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, you know, now that I'm older, now I laugh about it. But before, it was, like, really hard for me to understand. Of course. Um, yeah, so, you know, she just, she just beat my ass. And I was just, like, you know, I was crying. And I was just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I literally, like, I'm so sick of being hit. Like, I just don't want to live anymore. So, like, I was in my bedroom at 10 years old, like, contemplating, like, what ways would be like be less painful for me to like take my life away and like it makes my eyes watery that like a 10 year old was thinking that shit um so i i don't know why there was brake fluid um on top of um like the dresser i think it was because like my cousin was he like i was sharing like a room with him um so he was like a car guy when he was young so like i looked to the corner and i was just like oh like well maybe if i drink that like maybe that'll be like easier for me but then something told me to like open the drawer and i still and i found a wrestlemania 23 dvd and um i don't know if you remember the theme to that wrestlemania which was when i grew up um Yeah, so, you know, I plugged it into the DVD, and then, like, I just saw that, like, when I grow up, and, like, it just, like, it just sucked me in, it just sucked me in, and I was just, like, wow, I'm, like, that's what I want to do when I grow up, and no one can change my mind, and here I am. (laughs) So, when you say wrestling literally saved you, you you literally mean that. Yeah, I literally mean that. Because yep. you, mm-hmm. found, you found the tape by accident when you're contemplating something completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I still have this DVD till this day. I'm literally looking at it right now. Like, I, I wrecked my vanity looking for it because I'm like, this is like, I this is I can finally t- tell someone about this. Yeah. Man, that's, 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 that's pretty deep, but that that also shows that, like, Man, there's always something there to kind of turn you around, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to explain it, cause like I don't, cause a lot of people listening, whether they're like they're religious or religious or not, or they believe in something different, it's just like maybe it was just God's way of letting you know, like, hey, you don't have to go down that route. Here's something that you might be really passionate about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to this day, like, I think, you know, I think it it had to have been God because just I've never felt such a strong, compelling feeling that wanted me to open that drawer, you know, like, like, it's so crazy because like, I never had the urge to open that drawer, like in that dresser. And then it just like, it was literally just facing like right in front of me. Like it wasn't even upside down. It was just straight. And it said WrestleMania 23. Wow. It, it, man, yeah. it's, it's, still, it's one of those things, man. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, I definitely say so. You know, how is your relationship with your mom? You know, because based off, you know, not, you know, obviously she, she had to work three jobs to support the family. Um, and then you, of course, have that, you know, that area of time where she's being emotionally abusive the the physical abuse as well like at this point now where are you with your mom um i think we're in a much better place um you know one of the things with my mom is that that what happens honestly like i i'm not mad at her for being the way that she was because my mom got married like when she was like 15 16 um 
And that's that's like that's like the norm in you know in Caribbean families, especially yeah. over in the sixties, you know. Um, so my mom didn't have the opportunity to emotionally mature, you know, mature psychologically. So I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at her at all. Um she's she's much better now. Like I've had I recently actually I've had conversations with her telling her, you know, like how bad like those things really messed me up and she said sorry in her own way because it is hard for Caribbean moms to say sorry, but she acknowledges that it was really wrong. Um, and we're much better now. She's very supportive of wrestling. Um, I and I actually thought she never actually cared <laughs> until I made my debut. I, my debut show was three hours away from where we live, and she doesn't have a car, and she made it to that show to watch me make my debut. Wow. That, I mean, that, yeah. that shows a lot that, you know, regardless of what happened, she, there's love there, regard, like, it's still love, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's, yeah. That, then from that point, you know, wrestling saves you, but what makes you continue to watch it? Like, what was it about the product that kept you in tuned every week to watch it? Oh my gosh, so what it was, it was, because during that time, Beth Phoenix and Melina had this freaking outstanding storyline and i just loved what a powerhouse beth phoenix was i'm like wow that's a damn women's wrestler and so is melina like they're both outstanding like i i hope that i can meet them someday because truly both of them are the ones that like really just like inspired me every single freaking time i would see them and i remember um during the royal rumble 2009 um it was january 25th um i remember watching their match at the royal rumble and i looked at my mom dead in the eyes and i'm like mom that's what i want to do when i grow up and she was just like yeah okay you know like (laughs) you know parents are like they're like okay whatever (laughs) um so i look at her and i got mad and like i was just like so you think that I can't do that? And then she was just like, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm she's like, I'm just saying what like what are the chances of you actually doing that? And I was just like, Well, you watch and see. And I said to her, I was just like, you know, well, you know what? I'm gonna graduate high school early and I'm gonna move and I'm gonna start training and there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, I had totally forgotten that I had even said that. Uh-huh. And it's just like a and just like a boatload of bullshit happened in my life, like throughout, you know, my adolescence. Yeah. Um, from like when I was like maybe like thirteen to like sixteen. Um, and then that's when I I found that DVD again, the freaking WrestleMania twenty three DVD. It's always popping up. <laughs> yeah, always popping up, coming out the cut. <laughs> so I found that freaking DVD and I was just like, Oh my god, I'm like I like what am I doing with my life? Like this is what I wanna do. Um, so then that's when I literally, I signed myself out of school. My mom didn't even freaking know. She didn't freaking know. I literally walked to the school department and it was like an hour and 20 minute walk. (laughs) I walked there from my house. Um, I signed myself out and they're like, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, because I want to graduate early because I want to, I'm going to be a wrestler. And they laughed. They laughed at me. And I was just like, okay. I'm like, that's okay if you laugh. Um, so then, you know, long story short, my mom was pissed. I got a job. I paid to get homeschooled. I graduated when I was 17, when I was 16, turning 17. Um, I worked for a little bit and then I just booked a flight to Florida and I left. Um, nobody knew I was leaving. Everyone thought I was just going to go visit my dad, but I actually just moved over there. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I, it's, it's terrible. I know. Like, I don't, how, how my mom, like, even still, like, loves me, I don't know. Because I would have been so heartbroken. <laughs> well, I mean, she has to love you because you did take those chances on yourself and you made something. Right? Yeah, 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 you know? But, like, you know, the bad part about it is that, like, you know, I moved over there and um, I was going to start training with Jay Lethal. Okay. Um, but then over there, I got really depressed. And so, like, I went to, like, two classes and then, like, I, I ran away from my dad's house. Um, and I ran away with total complete strangers. <laughs> total complete strangers. Like, they're, they were total complete strangers to me. Like, I had literally, they were family friends. Okay. And, um, so like they took me in like I told them like how I felt like how depressed I was and how like I didn't know what to do at my dad's house and they took me in they were they drove um I think Lakeley in Florida to Clearwater Florida is like about two hours and a half they drove from Lakeley to Clearwater to pick me up wow yeah um and yeah so you know they took me in and um so then I moved back and then look at how freaking weird the world is (laughs) How is it that when I moved back, um, that about like a year after I moved back, that's when I started going to Kevin Landry's combine in Holy Bass, and that's where I met my boyfriend. And um, my boyfriend, he actually, he was neighbors. Well, not like directly, but like the same neighborhood. He was neighbors with that family's grandkid that they saved my life. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. That's a that's definitely a twist. Yeah. <laughs> wow, and yep. look, it goes back to the same thing we we're talking about. Everything happens for a reason. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, like it's so crazy. Like I remember because one time when we first started dating, he was scrolling on Facebook, and um, I was just like, "Oh, I know her," and it was um, the daughter-in-law of the couple that helped me. And then he's like, "How do you know them?" And I'm like, "Oh, like." Um, you know, Tia Minga and Tia Wilson, like, they saved my life. They're the ones that saved my life in Florida. And he was just like, he was spooked. And he's like, you know, I grew up with their grandson, right? And I was just like, no. <laughs> That's crazy. Going back to, going back to Florida, because, um, you, you mentioned that you trained at Jay Lethal School for two days, and then that's when you kind of ran off from your dad's house. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't even, like, quote-unquote training. Like, they just had me, like, watching. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was just like, I, I want to be here, but I can't do this shit. Like, was, it more and of, like, I, was it more because of your living situation with your dad, or was it more of, like, being there for a wrestling training kind of spooked you? No, 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 no. I was, that's the thing, though. I was never, I've never been spooked of wrestling training. Um, it was just like the situation. Like, it was just, it was just really hard. And it's so funny because I forget one of the kids' names, but like, um, he follows me on Instagram. Like, one of the kids that like came out from his school and he messaged me one time. He's like, hey, like, weren't you, didn't you like stop by at the school a couple times? And I was just like, yeah, I did. And he's like, what the fuck happened? And I was just like, well, (laughs) life happened. happened. (laughs) But I'm doing my thing over here. Gotcha. Okay. Cause I, I mean, I hear good things about Jay Lethal School, and I've I've talked to a few people there too. Um, so you go back home, you start training out there. What's your first experience running the ropes, taking bumps, um, all that fun stuff that happens in the first few days of uh, training? Oh my gosh! Okay, so um, my first day training privately with Kim with Kevin Landry, um, I got a concussion. <laughs> um. And it was pretty bad. And well, it wasn't bad, but like 
it was just it was just like shocking. What well, wasn't shocking? I, I didn't even know I had a concussion. Well, that's, like, that's exactly that's, a, that's exactly what a concussion is. <laughs> you ain't like, supposed to know that you had one. Like I didn't even know. Like my coworkers, they're like, "You're you're walking like really weird. Like what's wrong with you?" And I was just like, "What do you mean what's wrong with me?" And they're like, "Dude, like your eyes are like, your eyes look black. Like your eyes look like your like your they're so dilated." And I was just like, "Really?" And then like two days later, I got an insane headache, like to the point where I couldn't even move my neck. And then that's when like I told my mom, and my mom was like. Oh, like just take like um you know like three ibuprofens and I was just like okay <laughs> so <laughs> I took them and then I had like this massive like panic attack like that same night and I didn't know why I was having a panic attack and then I went to the ER and they're like um young lady you have a concussion <laughs> and I was like oh <laughs> Um, but that's really the only thing that's like ever happened to me in wrestling. Like, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, let's knock on wood right now. Yeah, <laughs> and that's literally, that was the only thing. Um, it was the ropes weren't, you know, people always complain about like the ropes hurting, the bumps hurting, having bruises from bumping. And like, I'm not even saying this to like be cocky or anything, but like, I wish I could relate to that because like the only times I ever had bruises are like on like my forearms, um, from like grabbing the ropes because like I bruise easily, but like on my arms for some reason, but I've never had like back bruises or anything and it never hurt. Did you ever have like an athletic background for growing up? No, that's the thing. That's the funniest part. Like I just did like hood like hood rat shit like and when I think yeah. that but like I was I was one of the boys like I was always climbing fences like riding dirt bikes like you know just like going on crazy adventures that I had no business going on you know with like all the guys and that's why it's so weird to me how long was it before you had your first match um so I'd say about Ooh, maybe like a year and some change, like, or maybe, maybe about a year and some change collectively, because I started training um, April 12th of 2017. But at the same time, I thought that I could also wrestle on the wrestling team at my college. So I was trying to do both at the same time. Um, and that I failed miserably at that, because um, working full time, training full time in both sports is, no, it's not happening. <laughs> Um, so then that's when I had left pro wrestling training. Um, and then I got into a car accident, October 21st of 2017 with my first car and my car, the front of it literally folded like an accordion. Um, yeah, I literally, I I, like literally when the paramedics got there, they were like, why why are you outside of your car and i was just like because i got out i didn't want to be in there like i i'm like in destroy and they're like you're not supposed to move because and like even the paramedic told me he's like you had an angel with you because let me tell you what he's like i've never seen anyone get out of their car with your car being like folded like that in the front and i was like oh shit (laughs) um (laughs) so like it even makes me emotional thinking about it i was just talking about it to a promoter today um so this is like the second time I talk about this thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I couldn't do anything. I didn't start training again until like 
maybe like June of 2018. Um, and then I, like June or May, and then I stopped because I was in school. And then I started training again back in January of this year. And then that's when I had my first show August 10th. I feel like the theme of your story is you have these close calls. And, mm -hmm. and because of these close calls, do you find yourself using that as motivation to continue to go forward? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I tell you, there's so many times, like after my car accident, for example, I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, like I, I haven't, there was this one point, I even, I still have a screenshot from, you know, from me being so busy from being in school full time, working full time, training and, you know, trying to train and pro wrestling and training and amateur wrestling at, um, at my old college. Dude, there was, I, uh, at that time, like, because I had so much shit going on, because, you know, tournaments and wrestling are expensive. Yep. There was one point in time, because of everything that I was doing collectively, I literally only had $34.13 to my name. Man, um, how, much, yeah. how much stress did you hold on to that? I mean, because everybody says, like, you know, when you start off in wrestling, or and especially, like, when you're in college at the same time, like, you're a, you're a starving student slash athlete. How do, you, how do you how do you get through that time? Like, what's on your mind? What's keeping you to the point when you're waking up and you're just like, "Yo, I'm doing this for a reason." Um, what kept me on my feet and like kept me going was definitely the fact that um, people kept saying that I wasn't gonna do anything with it. People kept laughing at me. Like, people kept telling me that that's not a real job. Um, and I'm just like, well, it's come again. Like, wait, of course it's a real job. Like, I, and then people would tell me that I just had to be a nurse and have a real job. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to be no freaking nurse. Yeah. Like, I like, I don't want to be a freaking nurse. Like, there's there's no part of nursing that, you know, kudos to nursing, to nurses. They have really hard jobs. My nurse, my stepmom is a nurse. And, you know, she works very, very hard. But otherwise, it's just like, that's not for me. I know what I want to do with my life. And I'm going to make it happen. And I am making it happen. At what point, do you have anybody that, like, was somebody in your life that consistently was telling you, no, you're not going to make it, no, you're not going to make it, here you are actually wrestling in front of crowds every weekend, do they ever come back to you and be like, oh, yeah, I always knew you were going to do it? Oh, my freaking gosh, all the freaking time, I mean, all hey, the freaking time. I'll be honest, I can, like, I can imagine, like, guys or, or even girls from your high school coming back and hitting you up in the DMs. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, it's so funny, but, like, it's mostly, it's mostly, like, the guys, yeah. like, because I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I've always been one of the boys, yeah. um, so it's mostly, like, all my guy friends, like, most of my guy friends are very supportive of me, but, like, a lot of them, like, they try to flirt with me, and they'll, I'm, like, ill. I don't like you, I don't like you like that, I haven't seen you in how many years, boy, bye. <laughs> I can imagine you saying that, too. Great. yeah no and it's just yeah it's just like um no thank you and then it's just like because like you know like obviously like i'm like super all about my boyfriend so like i'm always like one time to one guy i actually sent him a video of my boyfriend drop drop kicking someone at a show and i'm just and i, I just said to him i was just like um this is what's gonna happen to you if you keep messaging me awesome. <laughs> and then, then he just blocked me <laughs> oh wow when you when you had your first match 
you know, obviously, and I experience it too when I'm hosting and ring announcing here at uh, the promotions that I work with, is, man, I get so much anxiety and I'm so nervous for like the entire week before the show. But when that bell rings, my music hits, all of it just goes away. How yes! was, how was your experience, which at least with your first show, your first match, what was going on in your mind and then what happened when that bell rang? Okay, so I was really, I was, when I got there, the venue was empty, and, like, the promoter was there, and, you know, and all the people, like, behind the scenes were there, and I got there with my luggage, and I was just like, oh, shit, this is real, like, I just wanted to run out, like, when I saw how many chairs were set up, I was like, oh, my God, no, (laughs) Um, and so then, so, you know, I shook everyone's hand, and then I went to the bathroom, I got dressed. And then I came back out, and my boyfriend was working that show that day, and he got there with his dad. Um, and, um, you know, his dad also helped me out a lot with my training. And um, so, you know, his dad's like, you know, he's like, you know, you know, Aaliyah, you're going to do great. Like, you know, this is, you know, this is your shot. You know, you're going to show everyone, you know, that, you know, you're talented and you've got what it takes to hang in here. And then so I was just like, I'm super nervous. And then I'm just like, okay, well, now my boyfriend's dad is here. My boyfriend's working tonight. So now I got double the pressure. <laughs> like, I, I have to, you know, perform because, you know, my boyfriend's dad is putting his name on the line for me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, especially with that stereotype, like, oh, like, she's only here because her boyfriend's dad, like, helped her out. You know, yeah. same shit as always. Um, but, yeah, so I was just so nervous. And, um, you know, I was in a gorilla position. And, um you know, obviously, like, I, my match was the third match, and, um, I got in the, you know, I was in the middle position, I was waiting, and I really feel that, um, uh, just, I think it was because I was super nervous until, like, my boyfriend came back from his match, and, like, he just put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, go out there and do your thing, and then he's like, you got this, and, like, that, like, re, like, that reassurance, um, like, really just, like, it just helped me tremendously. Like, I was a little antsy when my music hit. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I wanted to legit, like, run the other way. <laughs> but then I was just like, whatever. As soon as the music hit and, like, I saw everyone, it was so weird. I don't know if you've experienced this, but, like, everything out there looks so small. Yeah. Like, when you're, yeah, everything, in, like, everything looks so small. Like, even in the ring, like, the ring, it felt so small. Um, and it was just so weird to me, and uh, the time flew by so freaking fast, like, our match was supposed to be only six minutes, and we went eight and a half around there, and I was just like, okay, like, it was just like, and then next time I know it's over, and I was just like, oh, um, I'm not blown up, that wasn't so bad, like, I got a really great baby face reaction from the crowd, like, you know, the people, like, they accepted me, and they liked me, and they never met me a day in their lives, and I'm just like, I think I could do this. <laughs> you know, how long have you been training now, or have how long have you been working? Um, well, I made my debut in August. So you're Early su- August. You're super fresh. Super fresh. Super fresh. It. Super fresh, and I tell you what, like, my schedule has just blown the heck up. Like, I literally just have two weekends open for the rest of the year. Um, I just got confirmed for um, a show in uh, Atlanta. Um, 
the show is next month and um like they're gonna do the they're flying me out who the hell am i (laughs) um yeah so it's just like it's so crazy and that's that's not you know i have many other shows next year that they're flying me out and i'm just mind blown like today like i've just been like all smiles because i'm just like who the hell am I? Like, why are people paying for my flights? <laughs> like, I, it, I still can't wrap my head around this. Well, it's it's one of those things, right? They see, they see what you know you can achieve, right? So yeah. we're talking like mm-hmm. 10-year-old Aaliyah, knowing that she wants to be in pro wrestling and knows what she can do with it. It's now at that point where you don't see it, but everybody else can. That's the hardest thing to accept when you are living out your dream because to us like dreams are always you know we always work to attain them but as little kids it's kind of like ah is that real life can we actually make that happen but when you do make it happen and then you're getting like feedback like positive feedback it's like oh okay this is this is a little weird um it's amazing it's it's an amazing feeling when you get to sit back and actually just take it all in Mm -hmm. yeah no seriously because like Oh my gosh, I was on the phone with um, my original trainer, Kevin Landry, um, for maybe about like two hours last weekend. And I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, like, who the hell am I? Why are, why are people willing to fly me out? Like, why are people willing to pay me this just for me to go there? Like, what, what am I doing? And then he just starts laughing and he's like, listen, he's like, that's just the way this game goes. He's like, for some people, it kicks off really fast, like the way it is with you. He's like, for some people, it's really slow. He's like, and you just have to feel really blessed and just, you know, just, he's like, you know, remain humble, be happy. He's like, you know, remain humble, you know, tread lightly and just take advantage of it all because you're, you know, you're one of the lucky few. That's for sure. And that, this is a, this is a good, that's a good point because you want to take advantage of that too. And mm-hmm. show, and take these opportunities of all these bookings and show, you know, show the rest of the world what you can do. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for you. Just hearing that you're getting bookings all over the place is amazing to hear. I think you deserve it. Um, and I'm excited to see where your future goes. Uh, and talking about the future, who are some people you want to get in that ring with? Oh my gosh, I just made this post yesterday because someone asked me this. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, did, I, saw, I, saw it on, I saw it on your IG story. Uh, but let's, let's, hear, let's hear some names. Okay, so definitely Thunder Rosa. Like, I love, 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 love Thunder Rosa. Like, I am just, like, I've always been so into her. Like, even, like, be- like I remember following her, be- like, while she was still training. And just seeing, like, everything she's achieved. Like, you know, the fact that she's a wife. She's a mother. Yep. She trains full-time in jiu-jitsu and pro wrestling. She's traveled. You know, she's educated. I knew, I believe she has her degree. Yep. Um, I read somewhere one time. And it's just like, you know, she fought so hard to become a citizen of the U.S. Like, have you, met, have, you, have you met with Thunder Rosa? No, no, so I haven't. Me, and I am so dying. Thunder, I'm so dying to meet her. So it's funny that we're, that we're talking about her. So that's family. Thunder Rosa's family. She's from the same, me and her are from the same area before she moved out. Um, I actually, she was one of my first podcast episodes I've ever done. I've always been at shows with her. Um, And we did this very cool, and it's a cheap plug, but I did this very cool um, YouTube video where I interviewed um, Thunder Rosa, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, um, Samara, who is another uh, female talent out here in California. Mm -hmm. And we did a, like, kind of like a, 
like a circle conversation. And it's on video and everything uh, where we talked about women in wrestling who are from different cultures. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll send you that link, but that might just make you fall in love with Thunder Rosa a lot more. She's, she's amazing. Um, so it's cool that, 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 you know, that's somebody that you, you really look up to and hopefully I'll, I'll get you guys connected. I think that's yeah, no, cool. I, Oh my God. That would be so awesome. Yeah. No, like honestly, if there's, there's a few, there's a lot of people that I look up to, but if there's one person that I always think of every time I'm like, damn, I'm so tired. It's Thunder Rosa. Like okay. she's a freak. She's a freaking wife, a mother <laughs> at that. Like, and she's amazing. And the, the, and yeah. So it's just like, I have no reason to be lazy, no reason to be tired. God, okay, okay. We might have to get you guys connected, man. I see a lot of Thunder Rosa in YouTube, so uh, <laughs> oh, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see what we can do. Um, so Thunder Rosa, who else would you want to get in that ring with? Um, Definitely, um, so there's Thunder Rosa. Um, definitely, I definitely love to work with Tessa Blanchard. Okay. But obviously, like maybe like three years from now, if she's not signed, <laughs> um... I definitely would love to work with Kimberly. Um, another person I'd really love to work with is Heidi Katrina. I hope I'm saying that right. Heidi, Heidi um, Katrina's amazing. Heidi. Yeah. yeah, she's a great one. <laughs> former former guest of the podcast. Shout out to Heidi. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really love with her. Um, also, I really love to work someday. Um, she, we both come from the same wrestling school. Um, Skylar. Hot scoop Skyler. Um, like I'm just I'm dying for us to like just get the chance to work together someday. All these names are like popping me because I'm like, oh Skyler, she's been on my podcast too. <laughs> I've got I've done way too many of these. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think those would be all amazing matches. And you know, for you to say Tessa Blanchard and say in three years, I think it could be sooner than that. Um, you think so? I, yeah, I think so. I don't think you can put a time a time on when you can get in a ring with somebody because next thing you know, I know. in like a couple months, somebody can call you and be like, hey, I want you at the show. Um, you're going to go against Tessa. Like sometimes it's not, even, it's not even in your control. So uh, you should always be prepared to go against some of the best in the world. Um, and I think very, very soon your name is going to be one of those that other wrestlers are going to say, hey, I want to get in the ring with her. Um, and then based um, off based off your Instagram story that you posted yesterday, it seems like a lot of them are interested in getting in that ring yeah, with you. Yeah, like, like freaking, dude, I was so shook, like, when, because even Sumi Sakai, like, oh my gosh, like, I I want to work with Sumi so badly, but, like, I, I, I couldn't, like, she, she reposted, you know, me saying that, so I take that as, like, that's the 21st century way of saying, like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, no, for sure, for sure. Um, before we end the podcast, you know, what is a piece of advice that you can share with people out here that are listening who may have that challenge or struggle of overcoming the barriers of life that, you know, is thrown out sometimes, um, and to continue pushing for that ultimate dream of theirs? Oh my gosh. Honestly, like I always just tell people, like, just get over yourself. Um, and it sounds as, as brutal as it sounds, like it's something that I had to learn myself the hard way. Just get over yourself, get your head, you know, like out of your behind and just do it because every, there's like, I understand that we all have struggles, but somebody that has less than you wants it more than you and they're working harder than you. That's so, that's so true. Um, and I, I, I was in that same position where I thought I was a hot shit. I was doing bad. I got sent to a third world country for a month. 
I got, I was, my dad was like, okay, you think, you think you're, you have it all, this and that? Okay. He sent me to India for a month. And boy, when you spend thir- a month in a third world country, you come back a different person. Yeah, no, I can imagine. That must have been like a life-changing experience for oh, you, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. And I talk about, I talk about it often because it's one of those things where you don't know what you have until you realize that other people have it worse. When I was out there, I was having, you know, four or five year olds coming up to me and just, you know, torn up clothes, begging for money. And I'm, I'm over, at this time I was 15. I was like, man, like I could easily be one of these kids. Mm-hmm. But I, I was lucky that, you know, my, my dad was able to come out to the States and, you know, be able to provide for his family. Uh, so that gave me that hunger and drive to, to accomplish my own dreams because I know kids out there, you know, as much as we want to hope that they do achieve their dreams and goals, they might, they probably won't because of the circumstances. So, you know, just being able to understand that people have it worse than you and using that as your motivation and drive to, to reach those dreams. Um, and, and a lot of it we talked about with you is, is those struggles that you've been through. And here you are, you know, getting booked out of state. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes something that <laughs> something that a, a couple of months ago, like I wouldn't, I never even thought. Like I tell you what, like I, I just had like it wasn't a negative mindset, but it was just like you know when you feel like something's not gonna work out and something's not gonna happen just because of the series of events and you know the pattern of shit that's been happening in your life. Yep. I just thought I, I honestly like I made my debut and I was just like I'm not expecting anything out of this. But lo and behold, like, <laughs> like, dude, it's so crazy. Like, life is so funny. It's, it's very, very true. And I, I hope it continues to be more funny for you um, because that's all good things. For everybody that wants to keep track on, on where your career is headed, where can they find you on social media? Um, so Instagram, they can find me at Aaliyah Morales. Um, and the way Aaliyah is spelled is A-U-H-L-E-E-Y-A-H Morales. Morales is M-O-R-A-L-E-S. Um, and then Twitter, they can find me at Aaliyah, and that's just um, A-U-H-L-E-E-Y-A-H. And um, same thing on Facebook, just Aaliyah Morales. Uh, my name, it's not really, you know, it's spelled like that in wrestling. Let's <laughs> just go with that. That's all you got to say. Well, Aaliyah, I appreciate you for being on the podcast. We talked about doing this for a minute, so we finally made it happen. Uh, I'm, I thankful for, I'm thankful to have you on, and I look forward to seeing where your career heads to. I know, I know. Hopefully we can meet someday. I'm pretty sure it'll be soon. Let's, let's get you out to California. Or somebody book me out there on the East Coast. Let's make it happen. Seriously, it'll be so fun.